do you think he'll propose? It's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media. Brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Tuesday, May 30th. And I'm Paris Nicholson at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Berry at M. Judson Berry on socials. Now let's get into these headlines. Today, oh, this old thing? I just got it 24 hours ago off of Amazon after seeing an Eddie Bauer dupe video. Want to find out more? Keep listening and like and subscribe, bestie. Then, it's about to be Pride Month, which means it's time for rainbow capitalism and our favorite tacky gay merch, the Target Pride Collection. We will talk about the slays and the nays of the homosexual campaign. Finally, you think you know who the bad guy is? Try again. We get into who the internet says are the true villains in our favorite movies. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. We're going to get right back into the trending news after this brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And this is The Social Dose. Michaela, let's get into these headlines, shall we? I would love nothing more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk Cannes. The Cannes Film Festival was last week. Very French, very filmic. Oui, Ken Ken. Have you been seeing anything? I love the Cannes Film Festival. So I think I've said this before. I know very little about fashion, but I love to look at very pretty fashion, if that makes sense. It does. So for me, Cannes is actually more exciting than the Met Gala because it's it's that level, I feel like, of looks, of high fashion, mm. but it's like multiple days. So it's multiple looks of like the casual look, the red carpet look, the premiere look. So I I just love it. I think it's so fun. But also, as a film nerd, I'm excited to see what movies also are are premiered there. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm always like, what are these movies? You know, I'm seeing lots of fashion. I don't know what these movies are. And we're probably not going to see them for like a year, right? Like, this is a little gatekeepy to me. Make films available for all to view, not just those who can go to this (laughs) festival. This, yeah, this is truly like a festival of true elitism, if we're being honest, yeah. with the fashion and the film and the stars. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I I love it. Um, did you see Sama Hayek? Debuting a new face? I yes. sure did. <laughs> she did, right? It's a new face. She looks amazing, but it's brand new. She looks amazing. I think, I have no notes, honestly. Anytime a woman wants to debut a new face, I'm like, work. Work. As long as it's a good new face. Not like, I mean, and I say this with all due respect, I love Meg Ryan, but like, oh, but like Sama's is a good face. I don't think we are to judge which faces are good or bad. Good point. It is her face and therefore Salma Hayek. Good point. Uh, Usually to me, the star of Ken is Kate Blanchett. She always has amazing looks and she's fun to interview. She's there and she's worn some really amazing clothes because last year was all tar. But this year, the one who's coming up on my feet a lot is Brie Larson because she just keeps dancing and having fun and being asked awkward questions. I did see her get asked that Johnny Depp question, which was kind of random. 
um, basically like an interviewer was like, hey, what do you think about the Johnny Depp movie that's premiering here with all the, you know, allegations and drama and court stuff? And she was like, why are you asking me that? Like me specifically of all people? And then he tried to be like, oh yeah, because you're like the head of whatever organization. Um, But like, if that's the intention behind the question, phrase the question that way. Like, hey, as the head of this thing, what are your thoughts on this thing? Because otherwise it seemed very like, like gotcha journalism, clickbaity kind of thing. Like just trying to get a hot scoop, which kind of backfired and worked at the same time because we are talking about it. This is true. Because at first I was like, oh, I see why asking her. Because she is like on multiple boards and committees for various things where like are working to um, end violence against women specifically. That being said, the way it was phrased was kind of shady. So yeah. And Bree's response was fantastic. Bree was like, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if I will. Check back with me later. And I was like, you know what, girl? Good for you. Very that. Ask a TikTok girly who her dress is by, and the answer may surprise you. Move over, Chanel and Louis Vuitton. The next big fashion house is Amazon? Paris with more. That's right, Michael. A huge new TikTok trend that girlies are loving is finding designer dupes that you can get on Amazon Prime specifically, which we love because, honestly, I love instant gratification and I don't see why I should be held responsible for all of the woes of capitalism. I'm one relatively poor person. (laughs) Uh, that Jeff Bezos can figure that out on his own. But in the meantime, we have entire accounts dedicated to finding these really solid dupes on Amazon, including the likes of at poor little rich girl, whose account is basically just a really well-curated collection of dupes. For example, this Kelly belt that's $1,025 for a tiny little black belt and a fake gold buckle, or you could buy a nearly identical belt for $29.50 on Amazon and have it tomorrow. Which would you prefer, Michael? <laughs> I would I would do the Amazon one. I mean, this should Same. be a shock to no one. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> um, your belt is very expensive for a thin piece of black leather. I'm sure it's beautiful leather made from the best educated and nutrition, best well-kept cow out there. Um, I don't have <laughs> the words. The cows have college degrees. I, I do. Sorry. I ate a mouthful of chocolate-covered raisins and some are still in my teeth. Um, <laughs> anyway, here we are. Uh, yes, I I love this because I uh, am also very cheap when it comes to clothes because I don't care that much about like the designer, the label, that kind of thing. I'm just like, was this economical and comfortable, which explains the majority of my wardrobe. But I love this. (laughs) I love also the way that at Poor Little Rich Girl has made these videos. It's got this very pretty sort of white background with this very pretty font with the two images. And there's always good music. Like Poor Little Rich Girl is also a decent DJ. Like, if you go down this rabbit hole, you'll be treated to a lot of really fun tunes, as well as Amazon deals. That's the sound of savings, Michael. Of course it sounds great. <laughs> yes. In general, yeah. I'm Music. very much team dupe. Ever since, like, I feel like the first time I learned of dupes was, like, 2008. Remember when, like, the girls loved a huge fake bag? Like, enormous big fake bags? You say this like that's a new thing. I just think of Chinatown, like New York City, yeah, where yeah. and Midtown and Times Square, where you walk down the street and you're stepping over the tarps full of fake bags. And then yeah. as soon as a cop comes by, that tarp zips up real fast and they just disappear. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. We have been making knockoffs of things we can't afford since the Stone Age, really. Yeah, basically. they. I think they did it in the Stone Age. I think there were the nice fancy rocks, but two caves over, you could get a discount rock for a lot less. Well, yeah, you know, they just recently found that cave in Mesopotamia that had an old ancient knockoff Louis Vuitton in it. 
I believe that. It's now in the Smithsonian. Yeah, (laughs) well, that's where it belongs. (laughs) Not the British Museum. They didn't steal it like everything else. Uh, I had one of these recently, though, where I bought two shirts that I saw off of an Instagram thing, and they were like button-down polos with that sort of like... It makes me think of bowling shirts. You know, that look? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I thought that I think is really cute on other people, and they came, and I went for the cheaper ones because I saw real ones on Banana Republic, and I was like, I can find cheaper yeah. ones, and I did, and they came, and they're just box shaped. Like if you are oh, SpongeBob, no. they will fit you perfectly. And as boxy as I am, <laughs> even for me, it was a bit much. And the fabric too, like you touched it, and it was like the color just stained your fingers. I was like, Ew. what is this even made out of? So that's the thing. <laughs> like I was annoyed because I'm cheap. I would rather spend more money now on a higher quality thing than $15 in something that I can't even use. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because if you're buying the $15 thing 30 times over, well, at that point you could have just bought the nice thing and it would have lasted. Kind of like, I don't know, cracking down on dupes with this stupid little event that they put together. Yes. Yes. Please tell us more about this event, Paris, so that people may go join if they so choose. So Lululemon did an event called the Align Legging Dupe Swap, which a little backstory here, I guess their most successful line of leggings is called Align. Uh, and it's one of the most popular items that they have, as well as one of the most duped products out there on the market. Uh, and I think it was probably tarnishing their brand in a way, because people were like, oh, those look like Lululemon, but they also look shitty. So Lululemon's <laughs> probably like, mm, yeah, I don't want us having that out there. So they did this thing where you can bring your knockoff Lululemon leggings, you can bring one pair, and then exchange them for a real pair of Align Lululemon leggings. Which at first seems like, oh, that's really nice of them. But you also have to remember they're protecting their brand. And I looked at the fine print, it's limited to one per customer, which I get, that's fine. But you also have to sign up for a Lululemon account. So they're gonna basically try and get you hooked on the quality, not unlike a drug dealer. And then you're gonna keep coming back for more because you can't go back to the cheap shit. I think this is brilliant. I think every brand should do this and everyone should get like a once in a lifetime thing with each brand. Like you get a knockoff Gucci bag on the street and you could take it to Gucci once in your life, one exchange to get the real thing. So then you do. So you do get people kind of hooked on it. If every brand did that, and I don't know what the economy is, but I don't think that would work for the economy. If no, everybody if, got a real Gucci bag. <laughs> it a thousand percent just would one. never work. I'm just putting it out there. It's just wishful drinking Paris. <laughs> Listen, I'm half tempted to go buy some knockoff Align leggings and swap them out at Lululemon for some real ones. See how they make my ass look. See, there you go. Who knows? Maybe it would look great. I almost made fun of your butt and then I didn't want to. It felt mean. No, you can. I mean to you all the time. Oh, well, I famously have no ass. That's what I was going to say. I was like, make your ass look great. Maybe it'll just give you an ass in the first place. That would be lovely. I swear. Lululemon, I... I'll pay anything. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, uh, besties, if you've had any fun, like, dupe experiences where either it was better than you expected or worse than you expected, please let us know at the socialdosepodcast.com. I love those kind of stories. Honestly, yes. Especially if they're better than expected, because then we can also buy them. Thank you. And also, if you're looking for good dupes, check out Poor Little Rich Girl. And if you order any of those, let us know if they're actually quality or if they're shit. Mm-hmm. We'll get right back in today's trending stories after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. 
Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ew. No, I haven't done that in years, and I said I would never do it again. <gasps> She's back. Ew. No, no, don't encourage this. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael, and you're listening to The Social Dose. Our timelines are begging for our return, so let's see what's next. Yes. It's that time of year again. Time for Target's annual Pride collection. This year is as rainbow as ever, and we can't wait to get into the season's sleighs and nays. That's right, Paris. If Target thinks they can release Pride merch without feedback from the community, then in the words of the great queen Alyssa Edwards, Target, you pick the right time to flaunt your foolishness in front of all my friends, fans, family, and folks at home. That was a terrible Alyssa Edwards impression. I apologize. It was a terrible Alyssa Edwards, but she's not that easy to impersonate. (laughs) Alyssa, I apologize. That's why she's one of a kind. I love her so much, too. She is. She truly is. No one can do her. Uh, This Pride merch collection never disappoints this year. Mm -hmm. It did not disappoint. It's great. I can't tell what you mean by great, but yes, I have seen it. (laughs) Um, uh, User at Matt. Roman numerals that appear to make out the number XIV1015. So 14. User at Matt, maybe 14 in Roman numerals, uh, does this every year actually, reviews the Target Pride collection. And I didn't realize I'd watched all of them for the past couple years because I don't follow this person yet, which I probably should now. Um, but then I saw it on my time <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, this guy does this every year. I should follow him. So he went through it. Check out his video. Um, but here's the thing, Michael. Rainbow capitalism to me... Not only is it like a transparent ploy for profits, right? Yeah. But one thing that I've always struggled with as a member of the LGBTQ community is how fucking ugly rainbows are. They're just so tacky. They're tasteless. (laughs) They clash with everything. It's a visual eyesore. And as a community that is like very creative and known for like curating really gorgeous aesthetics, what the hell are we doing with this hideous ass banner? It's too many colors. Too many colors. I hate um, it. I guess the multiple <laughs> colors is is the point. Um, but I, I have never thought about that. <laughs> Don't you? That. Really? I'm You've literally never looked at like a out. pride parade and been like, it's a bit much. Okay. Well, that <laughs> yes, this is true. I I have been to pride and been it's a bit much. But that's that's the gay community. I feel like that's how they first got attention. Is being like, we're gonna be a lot, uh, and <sighs> we're gonna embrace it and be all of the a lot, which I think is fun. Though I've never thought about that. I think you're right. Rainbows might be a little tacky. Uh, shall we get into a game called Slayer Nay? Let's do it. Ugh. Okay. I, as you used to work in fashion, I'm going to ask you if you slay or nay these different looks. So we have in front of us right now, besties, the all the looks from Target's line this year. And the model, the first model, he's adorable. He's this guy who sort of looks like a chubby Murray Bartlett from White Lotus. Yeah, he's like an old gay bear. I can tell you yeah. that that man is gay and a bear. He's so cute. Um, His first two looks here. The first one is a rainbow two-piece 
like sort of look like pajama type situation in different colors. The second one is a green jumpsuit that just says gay on the back in bright yellow lettering. Paris, what do you think of these two looks, slay or nay? These are both nays. The first one is not only vertical stripes, which I thought we were done with for now, uh, but it's also like not even a true rainbow. It's like a it's like a pastel rainbow, which I can see maybe that being a way to like tone down how ugly rainbows are. But it's still hideous. It's an eyesore. You look dumb. This looks like a knockoff like rompers. Remember when all the gays were wearing those rompers? This is that. It yeah. feels late. Oh, it feels I tired. Yeah. I bet you did. I bet you bought several. Uh, no, um, I just bought one and it's bright pink and I never wore it. <laughs> Good. No, I wore it once, took a photo, and never again. (laughs) It was too hard to pee. Well, then return it. Uh, And then, like, just the the Kelly green jumper that says gay, like, unless you're going to green screen something that doesn't look as shitty onto it, no. Okay, this made me laugh, though, and I might wear this, because it sort of looks like, from the front, it looks like a janitor in a green outfit, and on the back, it's just gay, really big, like... Yeah, I just want to wear that walking down the street and have someone quote that iconic video. Like, see me walk by and go, oh, you are gay. Like, why are you gay? Like, I just want that <laughs> moment. <laughs> or somebody just shout out, gay. Like, and I'm like, yeah, it says okay, so. Okay, Michael, this next one's for you. This is, okay. I guess, part of their pride collection and also Shit's Creek crossover. It is a tank top that has a photo of our gorgeous Dan Levy in the scene where he says, I like the wine, not the label, when referring to his sexuality. How do you feel about this piece? I think the tank top is fun. I think if you're a Schitt's Creek fan, you probably already own a version of this tank top. I'm surprised Schitt's Creek did not come for them. For the come at them for this because they're very protective of their brand. I should know. Uh, it must have been like I a like collab it. in some capacity. I think right? it must be a collab, and I I think that scene is so iconic and was such a big moment in TV yeah. that sure I say go for it. I like the tank top. I think it's cute and it's white with like the sort of black lining at the top. You could put that with a cool like tuxedo blazer and make it kind of fun. I think. Right? Nope, you can't. Paris, the look <laughs> Paris is giving me, it's like I just told him he needed to eat beetles. Like, this <laughs> tank looks cheap. That outfit sounds cheap in my mind. I won't it do was, it. I was, I was doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next one, Paris. Slayer Nay. It's this guy. He's, oh, he is so excited. He's like the personification of joy. He has a pink t-shirt on. But the big thing he has is a big, like, sort of fringy rainbow shawl. It looks like metallic-y with like long fringiness. Like if you it's spin, like a it's going to fly out. Shawl. Tinsel, yeah, that's like the word. Over yeah. the shoulder little, almost like a bolero, it looks like. Honestly, okay. the model, Slay. He's serving oh this. There's movement. He's giving smile. Yeah. He looks so happy to be in it. The oh, model, yeah. Slay. This piece, nay. Ew. <laughs> it's cheap and ugly. This looks like party city bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't can't. know how I feel about this. It looks like something from, like, a dance competition, but, like, the little ballet girls would tie that around their waist and it's their little ballet skirt for the disco yeah. number. This looks like it belongs on the floor. There's also family collections, Michael, so you can get these tacky, hideous pieces in all shapes and sizes for your loved ones and anybody in your family who would want to look yeah. bad. The family look, they have one family look where they're all wearing shorts. I will say it's a lesbian couple. And they have the kids <laughs> in Tevas. <laughs> that's what got me. I was like, oh, Target, not you having a family with two moms and putting the kids in Tevas. And the mom in Tevas. <laughs> like, that's the real pride look. It has nothing to that's do honestly, with the overalls. It's all about the sensible footwear. 
you can definitely tell that gays had a hand in this, you know, and I do appreciate that. They've gotten Target has gotten a lot better at kind of promoting LGBTQIA designers as part of these campaigns as well, because they kind of got dragged a little bit. Um, but uh-huh. last year they started featuring more queer artists and kind of having more queer voices part of this. So it's you can tell it's getting better. Yeah. By the way, for the listeners at home, I'm currently wearing my Pride merch that I've purchased over the years. I have a rainbow sweatshirt from Old Navy that my sister and I bought matching ones one year for Pride because I have a supportive sister. And then modern picnic hat with the little rainbow thing. I like my rainbow merch. What do you think? It's honestly, yours honestly is not bad, Michael. Not bad at all because it's like one rainbow. It's an overall white motif. It's pretty clean. It lets the color be the thing that pops as opposed to like the color is the prominent thing. And then you're overwhelmed and blinded by hideous colors. So this is actually pretty chic. I, I would, I support this. I support this for you. In so many ways, Target's Pride collection is getting better, but we can't discount the fact that in a lot of ways, like culturally, this is not being received well by the other side who is homophobic and transphobic and bigoted. Here's a tweet we have from some Republican bitch, Cecilia Navas. Uh, It says, it's like literally a photo of the Pride section and it's like behind glass. It's It's like locked away in the middle of the store. And it literally looks so ridiculous because it's just like multicolored tank tops. And it's like these multicolored tank tops are dangerous. But the ones over there, those are the same colors, but those are fine. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And her her little caption, her dumb little caption says, Pride section removed from Target in North Carolina. Stop targeting our kids, Target. Bitch, fuck yourself. Most gay people like famously don't like kids. It's a running joke. Like, which actually is not true. I yeah. know a lot of lovely well, couples I hate that children. have children and they love their children. But that's the stereotype. It's like no one's coming for your kids. They're the they're the last ones to do it. I mean, yeah. we're not religious leaders or Boy Scout people who uh, their numbers are much higher than that. But yeah, this uh, the that one, I don't know. I'm not a super political person, but I read a lot of the comments. Uh, She's some politician from North Carolina. And I just read the comments and the amount of people angrily agreeing with her just did kind of break my heart a little bit. I did love a post that I saw on Twitter from um, A.H. Ryome. She posted these tuck-friendly bathing suits, which I have never seen at Target, which I think is so incredible for people that uh, identify as more feminine but have other parts that they may want to tuck. Um, These Mm -hmm. are bathing suits specifically for those people, which I think is incredible. Uh, And her tweet says, a bunch of conservatives are upset because Target is selling a women's bathing suit in the pride section that has a tag that says tuck-friendly construction. They claim children are going to be harmed by this. This is ridiculous. Stop weaponizing kids against trans people. Which truly, when you think about that, that's so ridiculous. Children aren't tucking. I'm sorry. No one's tucking a child. Yeah, it's it's like the tweet from I, the urologist who I love, uh, Ashley G. Uh, Ashley G. Winter, now famous urologist, who said, "People, Target has Pride baby clothing because queer people have babies, not because clothing makes babies queer." Sheesh, and I love a sheesh. Right? Um, <laughs> it's a sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> that sheesh. is a sheesh moment, and that's what thing they're talking. It's like just because there's a bathing suit that is tuck friendly. When you put on the bathing suit, it does not make you somebody who wants to... Like, the clothing doth not make the sexuality. Come on! Yeah. This bathing suit isn't going to tuck you when you put it on. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, 
Honestly. think you put it on. Oh, now I have a penis that I got to tuck. Oops. No. <laughs> oh, besties, it's Pride Month, and we want to know how you show your pride. So if you could let us know what lovely things you've seen this season, let us know at thesocialdosepodcast.com and shine some beautiful light on the glory of pride. Yeah. That was our rant moment. From now on, let's keep it positive. We'll get right back into what's on your timeline after these quick ads. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show. But my listeners wanted to write the ad for me. And here are some of the things they said. Not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Halt, villain! How dare you parade yourself as friend! I bite my thumb at thee and other foes of the like. That's Michael's way of saying, you seem like the good guy, but you're actually the bad guy. That sucks. Yes, some of the bad guys in our favorite films are not who you might expect. Twitter is exposing these undercover antagonists with the villain versus real villain trend. The social dose explains. Yes. Also, I want to add that what it says in front of us is that's dork for you seem like a good guy and you just naturally changed dork to Michael. And um, I'm not going to let him get taken. Oh, that I as read a it as Michael. I thought it said uh, Michael. Yeah. Yep. That's how you spell it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, thank you to our social scientists for knowing I'm a big Shakespeare nerd and for creating that for us. Um I really love this trend that's the villain and then the real villain. The first example in front of us is from Mike, who is at Sinor Reds, and it's the villain, and it's Miranda Priestly from Devil Wears Prada, and then it's the real villain, and it's the boyfriend, whose name I don't even remember. Nate. Uh, Nate. And Nate, let's be real, in hindsight, is the real villain of that movie, right? Yeah, and here's the thing. I honestly believe, because this trend has been going around for, I think, a while now. And Mike, sorry to you, but you are definitely not the first person to post this tweet. That is not your own original concept, content, or idea. Nice try, though, Diva. Hope you got tons of retweets (gasps) anyway. Um, But I'm pretty sure this combination right here of Miranda Priestly and Nate, the boyfriend from Devil Wears Prada, was the original villain versus the real villain. Because the film makes you think that Miranda Priestly is the villain. But... Anyone with any, I don't know, sentience can see that her boyfriend's a douche the whole movie. And he's like, oh, your career's doing so well, but you're not paying any attention to me. Ugh, he was so annoying in that movie. Yeah. I'm with you. I was, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, ugh. She's at that stage of her career. Like, let your girl boss wife, let her have a successful career. Sorry, it's not about you and your stupid little art show. Yeah. <laughs> or or was, isn't he a chef? Who cares? Oh, the friend has an art show. Anyway, we digress. Uh, <laughs> that That's true. Um, there's the Mean Girls one that's the movie villain, and it's Rachel McAdams, and then the actual villain, and it's the goth girl. Again, I'm so bad at character names. What were their names again, Paris? You Wait. Know. Okay, but you've seen Mean Girls hundreds of times, right? 
No, I've seen Mean Girls like tens of times. Jesus. Okay. I this know. This is Regina George and I Janice know. Ian. They're saying okay, Regina is the movie villain. Janice Ian is the actual villain, which I do kind of get. Because Regina George isn't necessarily intentionally malicious. I think she's just casually and um, successfully malicious. Uh, but not... <laughs> You do you know what I'm saying? Whereas Janice yes. Ian, like specifically went out of her way to develop a malicious evil plot, which is premeditated. That's what yeah. it is. Regina George yeah. is guilty of manslaughter. Janice Ian is guilty of premeditated, premeditated murder. Okay. Uh, the best part of this post, actually, though, is from the comment from at Lapita, who said, the real villain was Coach Carr sleeping with two underage students, but go off. <laughs> Truly, yeah. Which, yeah. Like, do we all forget that? About really that really goes unsung. <laughs> but then at the same time, uh, I feel like two of the true heroes were those girls that hooked up with him. Because, <laughs> you know, like when you're in high school, if you get to like, if you hook up with a teacher, like that's a win. You're like, ooh, I did it. But if you're we the adult in the situation, go to prison. <laughs> yeah, we had that happen at my school. He left for a really? while, but now they're happily married. They've they've been married for a very long time, as after she, you know, came of age. Oh Jesus, I don't love that. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a happy ending or just Stockholm syndrome, but yeah. <laughs> the number of teachers I tried to seduce to no avail. Boo! My school sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is from Glee, and I will admit. I am a huge musical theater nerd. We all know this. So I actually couldn't watch Glee. It like hit a little too oh, close wow. to home. And I want people to explain it to us because it says the villain, it's Sue Sylvester, which yeah, she's famously the villain on that show, right? Um, hilariously okay. the villain. But then they say the real villain is Matthew Morrison's character. He's the 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 music teacher, uh, the Glee captain coach person, whatever you call him. Uh, so they say he's really the villain, and I'm so curious as to why. So if all the Glee fans out there, please let us know at the socialdosepodcast.com. Explain to me why the real villain is the Matthew Morrison character, because I thought he was the likable one, and maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, honestly, that's what I assume, too. Glee is also a huge blind spot for me, but don't we think the real villain here is Ryan Murphy for making Glee? <laughs> that That could be. <laughs> Okay, but uh, the last one is my favesies. It's yes. a tweet from at Shockblast P. The villain, sharks. The real villain, dolphins. <laughs> because <laughs> dolphins are assholes. True. I personally love sharks. So I was very here for this. I'm such a shark nerd. I love both. You know me. But the same metaphor applies. Sharks are Regina George. They're not intentionally evil or malicious or like villainous. They just are that way. You know what I mean? It's just, that's their nature. They have sharp teeth. They have creepy eyes. But dolphins, dolphins are petty. They're making choices to be evil. They are conscious of their decisions. And that is the true villainy. Yeah. Dolphins and and killer whales, honestly. They're super cute. They're pretty. Disney tried to make them cool with things like Flipper and Free Willy, but they are mean and they mess with their prey. Sharks, I'm here for a shark. Dolphins, get out of town. You're so mean. In conclusion, besties, it's one thing to be mean by accident. It's another to be mean on purpose. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, do you have an example? Uh, do, are there any other examples that you can think of from movies or just life where there's the villain, but then well, there's the real villain? A movie that I've mentioned dozens of times on the pod, and I'm sure nobody's ever watched as a result of it, uh, Pearl. Pearl is famously a killer in the movie. She's It's a horror movie in which she's the antagonist, but I don't think she's the villain. <laughs> And if you watch it, you'll understand why. Her German mom is the villain. 
Oh, Ooh, like Carrie. Carrie's not the villain. Carrie's bitch mom is the villain. That's so true. Carrie's crazy Christian And the mother. kids at school. Yeah. Oh, and the mean kid. Mm-hmm. Everyone's the villain, really, except for Carrie. Everyone but Carrie is the villain. There you go. I like the example from our brilliant social scientist who said, everyone was coming for my girl Helga in Hey Arnold, but her neglectful parents are definitely the villains. Oh, yeah. Her mom was always, like, zooted out of her mind on pills. <laughs> Helga, I think, is just trying to be a responsible sister. Honestly. Oh, remember her hot sister? Okay, moving on. We're not going back down 90s cartoon nostalgia road. Michael, that's all the time we have today. This was such a fun little episode. Memorial Day came and went. And oh, yeah. we are always here for you at thesocialdosepodcast.com. Don't forget to catch up with us or leave us messages at thesocialdosepodcast.com. We may read it aloud on the show. Now, with that being said, I do have to go pick up my order that I placed while Michael was talking. And I clearly have to go rewatch Mean Girls and decide who I think the real villain is. Happy scrolling, friends. Happy scrolling. The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sonny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. Music by Dom Jones.